great things in mind for all of us this morning. We will just yield to his spirit and accept whatever it is. This this week, a friend of mine that pastors in Columbus, Ohio, reminded me of something that I had heard, a story that I'd heard my our precious friend, Brother T.F. Tenney, tell. He was a big mentor, my husband, in my life. And Brother Tenney was telling the story about a young man that came in after service and said, Brother Tinney, I was running late today, but I made it in time for the most important part of the service, the Word. And Brother Tinney said, important for who? Important for you? Because when the Word comes forth over the pulpit, we are encouraged, we're strengthened, we're revived, we're restored. So the word coming forth from our minister, from the word of God, is for us. That's our strength. That's our encouragement. That's our bread. But Brother Tenney went on to say that first part of the service that you missed, that was for God. This worship service is not for you. This worship service makes you feel good when you do worship. But this worship service is not for you. This worship service is for Jesus Christ. He is deserving of all the honor and all the glory and all the praise. And much of the time we do not come here feeling like worshiping. But it is our job. It is our responsibility, whether we feel like it or not, to come and worship the Lord in spirit and in truth because He's worthy. Another thing is, you do not worship because you are perfect. There is nobody in this building that is perfect. If you are waiting till you get perfect to worship God, you never will because we are all imperfect. But we do not come here saying, I'm worshiping because I'm perfect. We're not worshiping because we are perfect. We are worshiping because God is perfect. Yes. We are here to give him all the honor and all the glory and all the praise in all the ways that the Bible mentions. It tells us to shout unto the Lord with the voice of triumph. We are to clap our hands. We're to raise our hands. We're to praise him in a dance. These are all the kind of things that Jesus loves. And you know what? All the years that I went to college, I prepared to go to class. I didn't just show up. I prepared to go. And that is what we have to do. Prepare to come here. Come here bringing a sacrifice of praise. I'm so thankful today that none of y'all come in dragging in cows. You didn't come bringing in doves and that kind of thing to sacrifice. Because the Bible says that you're, we're to present our bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable to God, which is our reasonable service. So today, the only thing you have to bring to sacrifice is your body. You bring it as a sacrifice to praise. And we come prepared, just like in the olden days when they would come prepared bringing a lamb. 
we come prepared with a sacrifice of praise. What am I going to say when I get there? You know, you, you come prepared. You bring it ready to lay on the altar to sacrifice unto God. You say, what kind of things do I bring? Bring scriptures. You can't improve upon what the Word of God says. Memorize some scriptures and get them here. You know, how excellent is your name in all the earth. Thy tongue shall speak of thy righteousness and of thy praise all the day long. I will lift up mine eyes unto the hills from which cometh my help. My help cometh from the Lord that made heaven and earth. He will not suffer my foot to be moved. And he that keepeth me does not slumber bless the Lord oh my soul and all that is within me I bless your holy name I thank you that you are the forgiver of our iniquities you are the healer of our diseases you crown us with loving kindness and tender mercies and you satisfy our life with good things bring something as your sacrifice of praise because it is our responsibility it is our obligation to the Savior that gave his life for our redemption can we praise him we bless your name we can never ever praise you for all that you are and all that you have been we want to give you all the honor all the
Jesus, Jesus name, Jesus name. Oh God, you've been better than good. Anybody have that testimony this morning? That this world cannot offer me anything like what the King of Kings can offer me. He offered me a life that I do not deserve. Thank you, Jesus, for your perfect love. No more. 
such a strength and I'm very grateful for what they are in our church and in our community as well. They are a bright, bright, bright light. Brother Bob Walker, Shadow Trammell, Kathy Key, Carl Wheats, Don Price. And then please just continue to pray for all the overhead requests as well. Then as well as if you have a prayer request today, I urge you to step out in faith and come to the front and our ministers will anoint you with oil and pray with you. And just a real quick thought, I was reading John 8 last night and it's the story of the lady caught in adultery by the scribes and the Pharisees. And they bring her to him and of course we are pretty familiar with it but they're trying to get Jesus to trip up and he simply goes down and is writing something that's unknown in the dirt. And they're like, God, God, we, we caught her in the act of adultery. What, what say you? Because Moses' law says she's supposed to be stoned. And he just simply gets back up and he says, fine. Ye without sin cast the first stone. He opens it up. One by one, they walk away 
from the situation realizing they're just as at fault that the lady is. And then the biggest pull away and the thought is the ending of that story, God tells the lady, well, I don't condemn you either. Go and sin no more. What? You, you just told an adulteress to go and sin no more. We don't know the rest of the story of that lady, but the point, I can only gather that the point of what Jesus was giving her was a greater vision, was something beyond what she was currently living for because her situation was pretty bleak and she was an adulteress. But what God said is, go and sin no more. The lady probably fell a few more times, but the vision that she was now given is, I'm not going to sin anymore. I might have fallen today, but tomorrow I'm not going to sin anymore. And she probably failed a few more times. But the moral of the story is, God gives us a vision greater than ourselves. No matter how bleak your situation is right now, think higher. No matter how dark your situation may seem right now, there is a greater, there is a beyond, there is a go and sin no more. And that's what we're all pressing towards. So if you have a need here today, I urge you to step out in that same faith that God enables us and go and sin no more. Go and don't worry about your backache anymore. Go and step out in faith and step towards a greater calling tomorrow. And God, I feel like, is going to come through just because He's done it so many times before. Just because His Word says so. Just because His Word says, I'm never going to leave you nor forsake you. And so I believe that with the faith that we have, we can enact the promises that God has given to us. God, I want to thank you for bestowing each and every one of us with a vision greater than ourselves. With a drive and a goal that is unobtainable but is constantly able for us to pursue. No matter what that is, God, I ask that we would get the faith of a mission greater than ourselves, God. No matter if it's financial problems, no matter if it seems like you're in a pinch with a situation or a relationship, God, I ask that we would enact our faith of greater. In your great name, Lord, I pray that your will would be done in our lives as it is in heaven. I plead the blood of Jesus over our lives. In your great name, amen.
he's in this place right now with my hands lifted high and hide the thanks oh god offer up our praise just for a few moments let's just offer up all the praise that we're able to give right now
You can't tell me that my God doesn't still move. You can't tell me that the same God that was with Daniel in the lion's den isn't the same God that's moving in this house here today. I've seen too much. I've felt the Spirit of the Lord way too much in my life. And in each and every one of your families and friends, I've seen it. So you cannot tell me that my God doesn't still move the same way He did in the Old Testament. Mm. Man, I'm so grateful for the Spirit of the Lord that's very, very powerful and evident here today. We have a few announcements we're going to make as the ushers could make their way up here, please. Today, Care Group 1, Luncheon, Sister Lisa Caligoat's group, that is today, so make sure not to miss that. That's a wonderful time. And if you haven't had a group that you've been able to tune in with, feel free to, to talk to one of the leaders. We have two Sundays left, I think, or maybe just one. Maybe today's the last one. But uh, there's one more. One. Feel free to come today or next week. It's not a big deal. If your name's not on that sign-up sheet out there, don't, don't feel a burden at all. And then also tonight is Youth Sunday, youth-led service. I, I don't even want to say Youth Sunday because it's for everyone. It's for our entire community. It's for people that want to continue to praise God. It, that, that's what it is. It's for Christians. That's what it is. And so it is just simply led by our youth. It is always a powerful and potent service. And our youth pastor does a wonderful job leading our group. And Sister Cowan does an amazing job leading the worship team. So be there tonight. You do not want to miss it. And then the 9th, we are going to have a work day at the Family Life Center. Uh, that is Monday the 9th around 6 p.m. It's Feel free to volunteer. Anyone is welcome to come and help. 6 p.m. on Monday the 9th. And then the 10th is XO Marriage Group, so get signed up for that. Married couples, if you're interested at all. The 14th is a journey outing, so I cannot remember exactly. I think that's 18 to 39. There we go. Um, so if you're in that age demographic, make sure to sign up for that. That's going to be a great time. And then the 15th, that's next Sunday, that is Care Group Luncheon number 3, Sister Joanne Bolton. And then the 21st is a crew outing. And I don't even want to say what age demographic that is, but if you're in that group, you know. Well, I'm not going to say that. I got the numbers, but I'm not going to say it, y'all. You're welcome. Yeah, I'm saving you. The 23rd, the 23rd is Ladies United Fellowship. Women, you're not going to want to miss that. I believe I was reading it out there. It's Sister Mally Hood, and I cannot remember the location. But ladies, you're not going to want to miss that. It's a powerful, wonderful... Magels, my goodness might throw on a wig that night who knows come on now somebody the 28th is superhero night 6 to 7 p.m that's going to be a wonderful time we're not celebrating anything crazy on that night we are simply that is a way to touch our community and even if they don't end up coming to our church if we all show a bright light that night it cannot help but destroy the shadows and so come show up donate however you want to contribute to that night the 29th is our mission pledge deadline. Get that turned in if you, if you haven't already. And then also the 29th is going to be Pastor Appreciation Sunday. If we could all give a hand clap for our pastor and pastor's wife. And man, the remaining balance is due for the Branson trip. I'm counting down the days for that Branson trip. My goodness, it's going to be a wonderful time. And if you could, let's just pray right now for the offering and for the community and just for our service today as well.
Lord, God, thank you so much for your spirit that is very, very evident here today. Lord, I pray that your will would simply be done in each and every one of our lives, God, and that every day we would show your spirit and your grace and your love and your light to every single one of our workplaces, our schools, our jobs, our friends, families, all that. God, I pray that you would bless this offering and bless these people contributing and not able to contribute. Lord, thank you so much. In your great name, amen.
on holy ground. Yes, we are. We are standing on holy ground. And I exactly what you're thinking far greater than any capability of man's creation right now there are monitoring devices that literally are are watching over this whole universe seismic capabilities are telling how strong the barometric pressure is going to rise or fall and in that they can tell you how the wind is going to accelerate or decelerate they can tell you the volume of mass water production in the clouds 
And I promise you, the God that made those people and gave them the creative skills is monitoring our heart concerning kingdom living. His word will not return void. In other words, it has all the potential. But living in a fast-paced generation, we all want it the day we talk about it or hear about it. That is almost insane to think that our lives could change that quick. But growing in grace and in knowledge is not just a filler or a place to fit in some words. Growing in grace is a huge part of God's plan. And in the process of growing, we automatically make changes in our life. Our power structure becomes greater or less great depending upon the renewing of the spirit that keeps us extremely sensitive to the angelic voices and powers that fill our home. We dare not get too busy in this generation with all the attractions, TV, movie, all of the things that are going on and that we repeat movies and sports people more than we repeat God in our life. Our world needs to hear the testimony of your relationship with Jesus. And when you converse with them, they don't mind telling you about their problems and you really would like to say, forget it. They've told you the problem over and again. Oh my, the same thing is happening this week. You've got to do something to help me. I'm about ready to kill him. I mean her. I mean what I mean ladies and gentlemen it's high time Romans tells us that we come to grips with this thing called life everlasting so today I am thrilled to see each of you here to eat the bread of life and hopefully that I can conduct these thoughts in a way that your spirit and your thought patterns will grow. The more you talk about something, the easier it is to remember it. And uh, so I encourage you, talk to somebody about it. They, you know, it, it, it's really a funny thing how life happens because I know you may not want to hear it, but let me tell you anyhow. You've already read their spirit. They're not interested. But you're going to force it on them anyhow. It's amazing. And it's not wrong for you to talk about the greatest opportunity in life. And that's kingdom living. Righteousness, peace, and joy. And when you have a neighbor, a friend, a cousin, or a relative that's not living in righteousness, peace, and joy, well, don't hit them with a limb. Don't knock them down with straight-out voice, 
voices to them, but encourage them. Let me tell you what Jesus has done in my life. That's the testimony of the righteous. So today, uh, a hunger and thirst for each of you, not just you, but you are the carrier, the messenger of what happens in this assembly today and each time we gather and then each time you pray. So today I, I want to talk to you and, 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 and Brother Mike, I don't know if I sent that up or not uh, exactly as it should be about the, uh, oh, my lands, you're way ahead of me. All right, now that's all you're going to see on the screen today. But I want it to sink in to us, possible is probable if you obey the Scripture. Now, if you get it mixed in with trying to memorize the reports of all the ball players' names and their athletic skills and and all of the uh, tournaments of every other kind of thing going on. I mean, the enemy doesn't care how he distracts us and gets us attracted to other things as much or more as the bloodline of Christ, the glory of his word, and the glory of the resurrection. So it is possible for us to go to the house of God and not glean. It is also possible for us to go to the house of God and grow, depending on how much of it we literally take in to put in our spirit. And one of the easiest ways to get it, swallow it, I don't know if you've had a pill tried to be stuffed down your uh, esophagus or whatever, uh, but... Sometimes you have to drink a little water with it. Anybody but me done that? You put one of those, you know, big pills in there. You want to get some water. Well, that's why that you say amen and hallelujah and keep a spirit flowing during the church service because some things, the Bible said, are hard to receive. And the Bible just says it that way. There are some things that are hard to receive. So what you do is you just go, hallelujah, anyhow, and let the Spirit swallow it right into your mind and heart. Now, all of that didn't cost you anything extra. Today, I want to somehow provide for us what I believe God gave me early in the last week, and that is nothing shall be impossible. And I encourage you to get it out of your head. I just can't stand this. I just can't take what's going on. He took it. He lived it. And he's given us the power to do the same. It's not about how did we like the way it was cooked, the way that he put it together or she put it together. 
or how loud the volume was or how low the volume was. It's about the spirit of truth. He, the Bible said, the spirit of truth, when he comes, he's going to identify with the spirit of truth. You just can't pick up a piece of paper with a magnet. The science and the laws disagree. You cannot pick up a feather with a magnet unless it has iron associated with it. And it's totally unthinkable that if the spirit is not working in us and the word is not working with the spirit, because here's what the Bible said, the spirit of truth in the spirit is in the word because the word was created by a spirit. God is in the word. And so in the beginning was the word. The word was with God. The word was God. And so that attraction to the powers, it, it's just totally insane to even think that the promises of God are going to be activated if the spirit is not working through us. That's why I said it is impossible to please God unless you're born again of the water and the spirit. So we live in an environment of high-level education out there and huge little creative things that distract us and attract us. There is one thing that ought to attract us every morning, and that's a prayer meeting with God. As you get out of bed and wake up to the day, not you know, like one fellow said, he said, oh, God, it's another day. Instead of saying, God, this is the day that the Lord has made. I will be exceeding glad and rejoice therein. So today I encourage you to receive the word of God just like you received all that stuff your mother poked down your stomach when you were growing up. She didn't ask you how you wanted this thing to work. She fed you nourishment that would create and help your little body grow. And now look at you in the mirror. I see some of you have already been looking today. And you did a good job. So thank you. We can handle it. I want us to talk about the call of God to us. You look like him. You have all the potential to receive all of him that there is. You, I wish you'd just sort of look at your neighbor and just as if to say you. You have all the potential for the greatest power in the world. And that is creative power. The greatest thing in the world is creative power. And you will create your own day. You will do it. You can receive all the kind of stuff you want to, and it can cause you to be so angry you just kick a wall if there's no cat around. You can be so angry with life that you get disappointed and are tempted to do stuff crazy. 
and your neighbors are feeling that impact. We are seeing consistent suicide settings. Continued wanting to kill somebody. Today, I teach and preach on possible. Your possibles are right in your lap. You have the ability to do an extremely powerful all things are possible to them that believe in the one that makes all things possible. Am I coming through good? Like, I don't expect you to run the aisles on this kind of teaching, but I would like a little Baptist nod every now and then. It just sort of helps to know that, you know, swallowing it is sort of like saying, and, and I know you've got it, and I can go on to the next part. He said, come unto me. He wouldn't invite you if he didn't have something for you would never call you. He is not inane. He is, uh, he's not up against it for something to do. And so when he finds you attracted to him, he will come to you and he will discern your needs and he will preach through some way through your prayer meeting or through your Bible study, or through the preaching of the Word of God, and you will receive strength. Well, it doesn't look like you're receiving strength when you eat bread and jelly and cereal and the biggest steak. It doesn't turn into energy the minute you eat it. But we have gotten such a fast pace, if we didn't find a bunch of power or an extreme level of power right after the service, that we didn't get it. No, it shows up in the time of need, the Bible said. The more you receive of me, the more you have of me, the more you practice my word or me because it's impossible to separate the word from him. In the beginning was the word. The word was with God. The word was God. And the word becomes flesh in Jesus Christ and it becomes flesh as we receive the spirit and truth. And the more the spirit and the truth that we imbibe or receive into our mind, our heart, our hands, our feet, etc., all of a sudden angels show up to make sure that guy is not going to be overcome by the demons. That lady is not going to be overwhelmed by the problems of her children. She is going to rise up in the day of iniquity and say, the Lord, my God, is able to do exceeding abundantly above all that I can ask or think. The word of God is going to 
deplete the powers of hell and the spirit of truth is going to make somebody free and I am experiencing right now a host of angels all over this house that are going to demonstrate the word in your life. If you receive the word of God, I can assure you, you're gonna have thoughts that will cause you to trample on serpents and scorpions and over all of the power of the enemy and you're gonna find yourself excited because you are a part of the Christ and you are a part of the kingdom of God and you know in whom you have believed and you are persuaded that he's able to do exceeding abundantly above all that you can ask or think. I'm here to tell you some of us are on the edge of one of the greatest personal revivals that we've ever had. You don't need to wait on the church family. You might as well go ahead and get in on it. Touch the hem of his garment was one person that got healed. One person that brought glory to his name. You don't have to wait on everybody else to dance and praise his name, but he inhabits the praise of his people. And when you praise him, he's gonna show up, show out, and give credentials to your name. It's highly possible that your light has already opened the door to some vagrant that you don't even know has been watching you. As I wrote so much of this, I could not help but believe that God orchestrates a whole lot more than we realize. Some of those times you wonder why you just wandered off down an aisle in a grocery store. I don't know, but I sort of watch people. And you can almost tell if they like other people. The way when you meet, make eye contact with them, they do that. You don't have to be a rocket scientist to read. They're not wanting to engage. But when you have kindness and joy and peace and righteousness, when a spirit of care is on you and you speak to people, there is a spirit that flows out of you I don't know if you've ever been around anybody with bad breath. Please don't smell around right now. But it, it's almost impossible to have a conversation with somebody that doesn't have any Listerine. You know, it's it's hard to communicate when you're looking this way and you, you, you just can't take the smell, so you just say, what? <laughs> I promise you I'm not trying to have just fun. I'm trying to communicate to us that it's hard for people to believe that we are part of God and we don't care. They can smell that difference. When we tell them we're Christ, 
and we don't act like it. It, it. You know, they don't have to have a book to tell them. Ladies and gentlemen, when he said, show yourselves approved of God, go ye into all the world, teaching them. And you and I know that as parents, teaching happens best by exhibition. When my children happen to see me hugging this gorgeous lady right here, She couldn't hardly wait to get that hand around me. I didn't ask her to do that. It's a natural thing to look unto Jesus and say, God, you've helped me so many other times. I want you to wrap your arms around me tonight. I'm feeling a little rough. I'm feeling a little tough. Well, you know what it took to bring his presence for anything but he likes to be able to understand that loving him just is a natural. Thank you, God, for my breath. Thank you for the sanity to keep my home. Thank you for the sanity to love my neighbor. Thank you for the sanity of worship the Lord with all of your heart, soul, mind, and strength. Well, the angels are looking around for those people that are worshiping God with all their heart, soul, mind, and strength. And the angels of the Lord encamp round about them that fear him and love him, and they perform their duty. I will never forget as a child, never will I forget it. As a child, I had not, anything but the Holy Ghost. I was a, just a, uh, I mean, I, I, I was just a, our city market with a, oh, we had a charge account at the city market. I, I, we came to regret that charge account <laughs> because mother's sixth child was lying in bed with her and Roger and I had just learned how to cook. And we decided to make cakes and pies with that charge account. We put cakes on top of the refrigerator. We put cakes on the counter. We put cakes on top of the stove. We put cakes and pies, and Mother finally crawled out of the bed sick or weak as she was, and she came in and she says, What on earth? cakes and pies like we had gone into business. It's not about trying to how much stuff you can cook, but that charge account had to be paid. And Dad helped us to understand that we don't do that anymore. He had a 52-inch leather belt. But when he got serious, 
he would make us go get the switches off of green trees. He taught us that day, don't cook unless you're asked. We can cook up more stuff just doing things that doesn't really benefit the house. I'm trying to tell you the fruit of the Spirit is a absolute for a great marriage. The fruit of the Spirit is a great need for living in a social system like we're living in. The fruit of the Spirit it attracts angels. I don't know if you've ever been around a football player after he finished his game and he's not been able to get a shower. They can smell, this world can smell jealousy, envy, strife, malicious. They can sense it. It's amazing how that angels of darkness make people want to hurt people, kill people, destroy people. Yes, that's happening right now. While you're in this house, there are people out there right now that are suffering the privation of flesh attracting the works of the flesh and the spirit of iniquity. Ladies and gentlemen, taking a good worship service will wash away a bunch of stuff out of your mind if you get into the spirit. Now, you can go through the routine, but I'm telling you, if you don't get in the spirit, it's not going to wash all that stuff out. But when you get into a good Holy Ghost worship service and you begin to praise God and worship God, the rain begins to fall and the water begins to flood the system in the area and all of a sudden the washing of the water by the word and the glory, Honda, I'm telling you, it's in this house right now. I'm here to tell you that there is a glory cloud hanging over this place and the powers of God are just about to make everything possible for every one of you but you're not going to stop it there a river of living water is going to flow into your neighborhood because all things possible is going to happen to our cranium today our minds are going to rivet themselves nothing shall be impossible to us we've got a bloodline we've got a spiritual authority we've got a glory cloud a resurrection spirit that is a walking with us and living inside us and no weapon formed can stop us. We are the king's kids and the king has all kind of warriors. Could somebody stand and praise him right now like he deserves it? Hallelujah. I told you several times, but I'm going to use it again because this guy had backache so much and finally found him a doctor and he was a brother to one of the members of the church and when he got to the doctor, 
doctor told him, said, take off all your clothes. Well, that's a thrill, isn't it? Those cold hands touching all those warm, vital spots. And so the doctor began to reach his hand under the gown and began to massage those layers and said, Mr. Spriggs, not anything wrong with your back except that it's carrying such a load. Cold hands, tender flesh. And you know what? Oh, Mr. Spriggs, six months later, he'd lost about 40 pounds of unnecessary weight. And guess what? His back was okay. That's why Jesus said, lay aside every weight and the sin. When life gets laborious, when life gets so, I can't take it. I don't believe I can bear it. That's when you need to be able to have a church body and a people that care and a preacher that will say exactly what needs to be said in order to get the heavy weights off and to bring about muscular power that you can look at a demon and say you're not taken in my family. You're not coming in my house. You're not building a place in my room. No, 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 no. I don't have room for demons in this house. This is the house of the Lord. This is the temple of the almighty God and when I have the God of all possible in my life no weapon formed against me you can't make a scripture work unless the spirit of truth is in it I wish we'd pray for our city right now our county would you stretch it out and pray for our state I mean just cry out to God if ever we needed a revival, it is now. Joel's got to come alive again in the spirit. Oh, God. Hallelujah. 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 Oh, Jesus. Let's praise him for hearing our prayer. Father, thank you for hearing our prayer. Thank you for the desire to even get here to get the bread of life that's going to make life so much greater. There ought to be a joy in knowledge. I don't know about you, but when I graduated from GM, I didn't have to have anybody tell me you ought to be excited. When I graduated from General Motors, there was a thrill. My inward man with a diploma, the diploma, I, I could have cared less about that. The skill of being able to take care of my car, to take care of my family's car, to take care of others' car. What, what a joy. But I had to have a caregiver I'll never forget one night I was on the night shift at uh, the Chevrolet House in Shreveport and I had to take a 396 engine out 
because there was a little tapping noise in it. And I took uh, all the engine apart, took it out of the car, put it on the ground, took all the parts off, took the crankshaft off, took the cam out, took took the pistons out, took, took it all apart, put it back together. Sounded good to me, but when the guy got there in the morning that was our overseer, he said, man, I don't know what in the world that ticking noise is in there. And I'm sorry, but you're going to have to redo that. Come to find out I'd put number seven piston in the place of number three. When you look at them, you can't tell the difference. But when you hear the ticking noise, you know. When people are grumbling and complaining, the ticking noise, it's easy to see and hear that the spirit that maketh rich and addeth no sorrow with it is needing a renewing. And the renewing of the spirit, the Bible don't say you're going to, you're going to have the, all you need by getting the Holy Ghost. It says you're going to be saved by the renewing of the Holy Ghost. Because he knew that little things will get in there and you'll develop this tick of resistance against your neighbor, resistance against another church member, a, a feeling of, I don't like them. And, and, I, 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 you know, and you hear this every now and then. I, I, I don't want you to say this. And, and when they say that to me, I pretty much always tell them, don't go any further. Because if you can't hold it back, don't expect me to hold it back. You mean to tell me you want to be able to say it, but you don't want me to repeat it? Come on, folks. It's high time. This honestly thing, this holy thing, it's not you can't dress yourself into holiness. But you can dress yourself where that it doesn't appear that you are holy. Ladies and gentlemen, it is high time for us to bring discipline is what holiness standards are. That is to discipline. When I look in the mirror, the, what I want to see is I want to see a conservative, a person that's really not trying to gratify flesh, but gratify life. And I'm going to put on enough clothes that they're not feeling the need to lust after my huge biceps and muscles. Can you all imagine me going down there in a sleeveless tank top? Come on, folks. It's, let's be real with this stuff. Heaven is really real. Eternity is really real. And we're going to land in one place or another. So our discipline of our dress standards is not something that's impossible. Almost every job requires a dress code. And why in the world we get to thinking we don't have to have one when it comes to Christendom is sad for sure. I'm telling you, there is something about knowing that I'm a living letter. I am no, I'm a knowledge. People look at that and say, look, they're different. But if the spirit is not different than the world's idea of hate and enmity and jealousy and strife and all of that, they know they're just trying to cover up. You can't cover up the smell of a skunk. And you cannot cover up the smell of the 
works of the flesh. You are a living testimony. Have you not been inspired or discouraged or overwhelmed? That prayer life is, is not just a routine. You don't ever want to get yourself into a routine. Now I lay me down to sleep. I pray the Lord my soul to keep if I die before I wake. One and a half minutes. Don't count the clock. Count how you have touched the hem of his garment and virtue flowed. I have had it worth 30 seconds into a prayer chamber. All of a sudden, the wisdom door opened and the answer for a situation in our local assembly came just that quick because he can read your heart quicker than you can testify in your prayer life. He can discern and he's got monitoring spirits as to why we say and do and then wonder why the, hurt, the family is having a hard time getting along or why we're having a hard time going to the place of work. Let me tell you something. It ought to be one of the greatest opportunities in the world. Jesus counted it the greatest opportunity to leave heaven and come to the world. And he became flesh who knew no sin. And he became sin who knew no sin. And he became affected by carnal things who knew no sin. He came today I mean, he came today again, but he came to this world to seek and to save. And I don't, did y'all have fun in that tent? They went camping this last week. Where, where was it up? In Colorado. And you ought to see that tent. Is it online? Uh, how do they find that? Just find your website? It's on Todd's. And that'll be better. Uh, my wife and I had a lot of fun thinking about y'all trying to catch up on life uh, in that tent. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I saw it. And I've been in a tent up there, and not in Colorado, but out in the other areas. Ladies and gentlemen, let me tell you something. Whether in a tent or in a mansion, if you've got the king with you, I can tell you, you'll have everything in there you need. You may not have the greatest of things in life, but I'm going to tell you, you got the greatest thing if the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords is governing and opening doors of wisdom and knowledge and peace and power. You can dance and hallelujah. You don't have to go to a dance hall and get in all that lust and junk going on out there. You can just get in the altar and you can just get in a seat and you can just sing with the singer and you can begin to rejoice and I tell you what's going to happen the river of glory is going to fill that temple and create a lake and guess what's going to happen somebody's going to testify if you've ever been to that worship center you're going to find what you're looking for you're going to find the one who is able to do exceeding abundantly above all that you're ever going to go through he is the king of life. He is the forgiver of sin. He is the glory of the angels. I wish somebody stand up and praise him. I mean like he deserves it.
I wish you'd tell your wife or your neighbor while you're standing. I wish you'd tell them all things are possible to them that believe. I wish you'd tell them you've got possible inside you right now. If you've been born again of the water and the spirit, you got possible because Christ in you, the hope of glory. Christ in you, the victory of overcoming. Christ in you, a heavenly future. Christ in you, a redeemed, powerful, glorious mentality. Let's all just stand. There's no way to... My, my, my. I knew I had more than... I needed, but that one, we hadn't touched that one. Some of those I wanted to make sure, but just remember, possible is with us when the word is with us. Possible is with us when you've been baptized in the name of Jesus because at the name of Jesus, watch this now if you haven't been baptized in the name of Jesus and we've got the water ready but at the name of Jesus every knee shall bow not today but at the coming of the Messiah if you've got the name Jesus etched in your heart and in your head and you understand that that book says it clearly neither is there salvation in any other there is none other name under heaven the word father is not a name the word son is not a name but the Jesus name you try to cash a check with father on it and son on it it'll never happen there's no authority in a title but there is all power in heaven and in earth in the name of Jesus so when you get baptized in the name of Jesus I'm telling you the sins are remitted because there's power in that name that none other name under heaven given among men can do what the name of Jesus does by faith the singer sing if you don't have the Holy Ghost Christ in you howbeit in the spirit we speak mysteries for the spirit itself maketh intercession with the Father for us he that speaketh in an unknown tongue speaketh not unto man but unto God using English language you go way beyond the English terms when you speak in tongues People don't mind cursing and they don't mind damning their husband, their wife, and their children or their parents with the cursing. But I've never seen anybody hurt by talking in tongues. I have seen them highly blessed and gratified in their spirit as the Holy Ghost, the river of life, begins to flow. That's what it means to repent and be baptized Acts 2 37 and 38 repent and be baptized every one of you in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of your sins and you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost the Holy Ghost is a magnetism to the Word of God 
because in the beginning was the Word, the Word was with God, the Word was God, and the Word became flesh and dwelt among us. And that Spirit is alive in this house. Do we have some travailers? It's a good time for you to travail because when Zion travails, sons and daughters are born. And that's where we're headed in the next few weeks. This altar's open. You're not embarrassed to go to the doctor and you sure ought not to be embarrassed to walk to the front of this building and touch the doctors. The physician that heals the mind. The physician that heals the frustrations. Great peace happens in the Holy Ghost. Don't you worry about the people that didn't get it and act like they did. All you got to do is find one person that's living it and you know it's true. Would you pray for one another all over this building? Pray for people that you want to see and ask God, give us a passion. Give us a burden like we've never had to pray every day, to seek your face every day, and to rejoice in the privilege and the power. And again, if you want to be baptized,
way.